Listener Production. Why were investors clearly cautious today? And why mining and energy stocks stood out? Good afternoon, I'm Steve. I'm Laura. It's Wednesday, the 12th of July. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Laura, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Stevie. I feel like we're very formal, but today Are was... We? Well, yeah, for the first 30 seconds of this podcast. I was literally just crying laughing from something you just said. Yeah, when we talk about markets improving <laughs> for a second day, it's hilarious. Hilarious. So second two, straight yep. day of gains. Stole yep. it right out of your mouth. Not bad. And it's a solid improvement. Obviously not as impressive as what we saw yesterday when we mm-hmm. had our second best day of the year, a 1.5% improvement, but still a decent, decent lift. Exactly right. And with two days to go, our market is up 1.3%. What happens in the US tonight with those inflation figures is really, really pivotal. We might see a swing in either direction, depending on what surfaces there. And that will likely drive what we see in our markets tomorrow. So very important. We'll get to more of that later on. But looking at sector performance today, we saw eight of the 11 sectors lifting Energy and mining stocks really stood out. Energy was up the most, but the mining sector is a lot bigger than the energy sector. Yeah. So, And one of the reasons why they've done well in the last day or so is that China said it's going to do more to support the ailing property market, which is important for a couple of reasons. One is that it is very key and critical for China's economic growth, but also very important for us. 40% of China's appetite for steel, iron ore, you know, is linked directly to the property market. Exactly right. And we saw all commodities lifting overnight last night, which was pretty good compared to what we've been seeing in recent times, especially before that announcement from China yesterday. In terms of sectors today, we saw healthcare being the worst though. That's right. So they come under a little bit of pressure. There are a few sectors that didn't do so well. I mean, healthcare was one of them, utilities down a little, and we also had tech dropping back. But I think if we had to summarize the improvements today, a very cautious move higher because we're really at the business end of the week now. We are. You mentioned inflation, which will be important tonight. Later in the week, we've got the profit reporting season in the US. That's going to be key. A critical two, three weeks for markets, which I think could easily dictate what happens in markets locally too. We'll get stuck straight into stocks. Incitet Pivot was in fact the second best performer. They were the best performer for most of the day, but another stock swooped in right ahead of them, just close to the close of trade. So cheeky. Very cheeky from that other company. Anyway, Incitec was up 5.4%. They came out with an update saying that the company is considering demerging its chemicals and fertilizer business into two separate entities. They mentioned they've already received a lot of interest in terms of buyers for its fertilizer business. Currently, the company's board is considering both the sale and the demerger decisions, but as it stands right now, there's no certainty that any agreement will be reached on either the sale or transaction. And it's been a really rocky ride for Intertex fertilizers business because when we had Russia's invasion of Ukraine, there was a shortage of fertilizer globally, huge lift in profits, and more recently, we've had profits going backwards. So they've had earnings for that fertilizer unit halving, lower commodity prices, higher gas costs, severe weather have all hit the group quite significantly. But elsewhere, we've had lots of other companies in focus. And one of the hardest hit was KMD Brands. So we know this company well because it's the owner of Kathmandu Mm. and also Rip Curl, about 9.5% lower today. Now, warned of a, a slowdown in sales in recent months, which very much overshadowed the positive parts of this update where it said it's probably going to see 
record sales of over a billion dollars for the first time if we look at the year overall. But markets like to look forward. And more recently, they've seen sales going backwards or at least slowing as far as growth goes. And they blame this on cost of living pressures biting, softer consumer confidence, and also a warmer start to winter, which obviously means fewer people are buying things like puffer jackets, which I recently ripped. Oh, no. I walked past the fence. Your Mac pack. I walked past the fence and it ripped. It was very disappointing. So now I'm trying to decide, do you get a new one or is it one of those things that you can just sew up? No, I feel like there'd be a special store. Have you looked into it? Like (laughs) pufferjacketrepairs.com? Specifically for MacPack, they're so expensive. I feel like there's got to be someone that actually repairs them. You're probably right. If not, it's a good business idea (laughs) for for someone. (laughs) Someone's now going to capitalize on this if it doesn't already exist. Yeah, maybe a tailor, (laughs) (laughs) perhaps, rather than a specialist, but... But anyway, specialist in Mac packs. That yeah, that's too much. But look, they've <laughs> dropped back today. I think that's the takeaway. And also, <laughs> we've had some other companies in that retail space dropping back. So a stock like Adairs, which is involved with bedding and homewares, was down about four percent today too. I mean, with Kathmandu coming out and saying that they're seeing softer consumer sentiment, that's nothing really new there. I guess. Mm. I mean, we've been hearing that retail yep. sales have been lowering. So it's nothing really new there, but still investors held on to that. And that's why we saw its shares falling so much today. But Megaport was another one. It was hard to miss today. They continued to shine after yesterday's announcement saying they expect to see a lift in earnings in the full year. They ended up being the best performer. They're the ones that snapped up that top position today. They were up five and a half percent. And this is after lifting a massive 34 percent yesterday. But on the other hand, Bellevue Gold. Yeah, it didn't do so well, but quickly on Megaport, it's good that you mentioned that. It's it's actually the best for a second straight day. That's right. But we're in that kind of like confession season at the moment, which we've discussed in the past week as well. So the next two to three weeks is where we'll get companies essentially telegraphing to investors what they could expect when they officially release their profit results in August. They won't all do this, but it's always a risk for prices in both directions. And Megaport was an example of that with how aggressively it moved when it raised its profit goals. And KMD, on the other hand, was an example of one heading in the other direction after warning of slower sales. But you're right, Bellevue did not do well. Great observations there, Steve. At all today. (laughs) Thanks for pointing it out. But the gold miner fell heavily today. It was the worst performer on our share market. And this is after some very strong improvements from Bellevue, but also most of the gold miners yesterday. So eight of the 10 best performers on the ASX 200 yesterday were miners of the precious metal. Just with Bellevue Gold as well, it's good to note that in the broader context, it was just last week that the company announced they'll generate cash flow ahead of schedule thanks to its toll treating agreement with Genesis Minerals. And also Capricorn Metals did well after yesterday's announcement about record gold production. But Bubs was another one. They were up 8.3% today. They provided an update about the legal dispute with Alice Trading and Willis Trading, who are the exclusive distributors to China. So they failed to deliver against expectations. This follows on from the China update we got on the 30th of June. So today they said Bubs has terminated the sale and purchase agreement with immediate effect and began legal proceedings to collect debts from the two companies. Yeah, and Bubs up almost 8.5% off the back of that announcement today. And, And finally, Platinum asset management. We've had a number of investment managers coming out with updates in the past couple of weeks. Most have actually shown signs of outflow, so money leaving their books. And that's what we saw from Platinum as well today. So over the past month, it's had 
around $232 million leaving the group. Another underperformer recently has been Magellan, which has kind of been making similar warnings. Other things that happened today, we had the speech from the RBA governor, a few changes coming to the way interest rates are being decided. So from next year, so 2024, the RBA board will meet eight times a year instead of 11 times, which it currently does, which is more in line with what they do over in the US. Yeah, exactly. So from February next year is when that's going to actually kick off. And you're right, it's going to reduce the number of meetings. The RBA governor is going to be holding a press conference after each of those meetings an hour later. So the timing of the decisions for rates will be the same, 2.30 p.m. Sydney time, and then 3.30 p.m. Sydney time will be when they hold that press conference. So it will give economists and analysts a, a greater opportunity to, I guess, listen in and get more insights into what the RBA's thinking is, and they won't be able to obviously raise or cut rates as many times as what we, we've seen exactly. at the moment. Exactly right. And the decisions will come from the board and not the governor. Mm-hmm. They'll also be, be releasing quarterly statements on monetary policy as well. But in terms of interest rate implications, we did hear Lowe saying he's very conscious that policy operates with a lag and the full effects are yet to be felt. So he kind of was on the fence with it. He said on one hand, there are ongoing price pressures from several factors, but on the other hand, there are several factors working in the other direction. Yes. Yeah, so kind of like a balanced um, statement, I guess. And really it's going to come down to what happens to inflation towards the end of this month. But also these meetings are going to be longer. So they won't be as short as what we've become accustomed to. And for those who are wondering why they're making these changes, this actually followed an independent review into the RBA, partly off the back of all of these rate hikes we've had, which has made things difficult for people, of course. Exactly right. We also heard from the Reserve Bank of New Zealand today. They made their interest rate decision. It was for no change for the second straight meeting. So May was the last time that they lifted and this was widely expected. So no no shocks there. Absolutely. So the RBNZ kept rates at 5.5%. And it was one of the first movers um, to raise interest rates back in, uh, in late 2021. So seven months ahead of Australia's Reserve Bank is when they started. We'll still would need to lift rates six times to get to where they are in New Zealand. So they've been very aggressive in the way they've raised rates. Similar story as well for another one, which will be out later on this evening, which we'll get to in a sec. Yes. Well, why don't we just mention it now? Why not? The Bank Bank of of Canada. Canada. (laughs) (laughs) And they're expected to have no change as well. That decision will be out at 12 a.m. For those very keen to find out, stay up and find out on the dot. Midnight. Yeah. Why Why not? not? Why not? not If there's nothing better to do. I think Craig will be up listening. He'll definitely be up. Craig James, our chief economist. Yes. He loves economics. And also tonight, we've got the that inflation report out of the US, yep. of course, for the month of June. Some of the numbers to basically be on the lookout for. There is a, an expectation broadly in markets that inflation is going to actually drop back. Now, that's going to be important. The two numbers to watch, and there are always two numbers with this. There's the headline inflation, which always gets more attention in the media. And then there's core inflation which strips out some really volatile things like food and energy that move around a lot every month. That's what economists, analysts, central bankers tend to look at more carefully. Now, they're both expected to drop. Headline inflation is expected to fall from 4% a month earlier down to 3.1%. And core inflation is expected to fall from 5.3 down to around 5. So any numbers that are higher or lower than those could certainly either spook markets or have them quite pleased tomorrow morning when we come back. Exactly right. That will probably lead us into what happens in our market tomorrow morning. The other thing to note, Federal Reserve's beige book will be released. It's basically a summary of economic conditions that'll be out tonight. 
And US reporting season kicks off tomorrow night, which we alluded to. So I thought I'd just mention it tomorrow night. It kicks off with Delta Airlines and PepsiCo with the banks happening on Friday. In Australia tomorrow, we have weekly jobs and wages and consumer inflation expectations for the month of July. And then we also get some economic data out of China on trade as well. So there's an expectation that exports could fall and we'll see what import numbers are like for things like iron ore and steel as well. So that's going to be That'll be a big one tomorrow, yes, because as we've seen, all the information coming out of China has had a big effect on what we've seen in our markets recently. So we'll be keenly looking to see what comes out of that data out of China tomorrow. Yeah. So the worse the data is, generally speaking, the worse it is for how markets respond. But on the flip side, any signs of stimulus, support from the government can help markets. So they're the two things, I guess, to watch. On that note, I think we've wrapped it up there, Laura. I think we have, Stevie. We've covered it all. (laughs) It's been a big day. It has been. And enjoy the evening, everyone. And we'll see you tomorrow. Make sure you listen tomorrow morning to Tom and Ryan. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067254399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.